0: Hello and good day, Marvelous Podcast family. I hope that wherever you are in the world, that you are healthy, that you are happy, that you are making the most out of these trying times on the planet. I am sending you all of my love, good wishes, and support through the airwaves. I am doing as many podcasts as I can to find empowering perspectives on this situation. If you want to support the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Please share on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever. You can support on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair, you can join the academy and get access to the absolutely phenomenal Soul Compass course that will teach you how to use your natural GPS system to create a life of of meaning purpose and extraordinary living by your own definitions and you can get that at bit.ly forward slash mind body spirit 21 and during this time i'm doing a pay as you want so just dm me uh, send me an email anywhere mad at zenathlete.com let me know what you can pay happy to put you through that course and get you access to all the amazing exclusive content and training over there and for those of you guys who are interested in coaching just hit me up mad at zenathlete.com some people want to use this time to do course and level up and I am happy to support you so I hope that you're doing well let's get into this amazing episode but first let's come to a state of peace and coherence wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose filling every cell every muscle and fiber of your being with peace joy empowerment strength inner knowing and ready to take on this amazing episode Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is an author, life and spiritual coach, motivational speaker, and advisor to people of all ages and backgrounds. He empowers people to be the best version of themselves, create stronger relationships, achieve career success, and create healthier lifestyles by developing a spiritual connection. He shared his vision and guidance with some of the most famous and influential people in the world, and most recently for everyone in his book, The Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy. He is the co-founder of Vital Transformation, and his primary teachings are based in Kabbalah. Welcome to the show, Eliyahu Jan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so glad you're here. Um, You know, when I got introduced to your work, I started to look you up and I, you know, I I was telling you before we started, I'm very interested in the Kabbalah and its teachings because they're ancient and I I like all things, you know, ancient and old. Um, And then I got a, a copy of your book and I was looking through the chapters and was thinking, this is amazing. So you've worked with some absolutely phenomenal people. You've been doing this for a very long time. Why don't you give the listeners just a little bit of background about who you are and uh, what brings you here today?
1: First, I want to say thank you to you for hosting me and being uh, together with you. I love your energy. So let's start with that. You know, I did it many times, but your energy is awesome. It's unbelievable. So a little bit about me, what I do. Basically, I work with people. I love human. I love human being. And... um, um, when I work with people, it's basically guiding them to find the true self within. Meaning I believe every person has happiness and power from within. So step by step to guide the person to find it. It's based on ancient wisdom from about 4,000 years old. So I'm not teaching it in the style of 4,000 years old. I'm teaching it in a way that they can understand it today. If person want to go back there, then of course you can find it more on vital. Transformation.org which is the non-profit, is for free and go study there. I'm not recommend to jump in right away Go slowly with the study because sometimes it's too deep and I want you to fully understand it so what I do most of the time is either I'm dealing with people one-on-one and Teaching and guide or coach them like a spiritual coach or I do healing on them if it's a healing over the body that use kabbalistic technique to remove all kind of pain Drama, whatever they go through, and guiding people through astrology or reading their face. So one of the secrets from two thousand years ago is by looking at people's face, eyes, eyebrow, nose, lips, upper lips, lower lips, ears, size of the ears, move of the finger, fingernails, everything about the body. Talk. So the body has a language. So when you talk to people, you know what happened to them last lifetime. And by the way, I love your forehead. You have a great forehead. Not because you had. I mean, I just love you for it. I was looking at the line. Every line represents different <laughs> lifetime. So mm. every lifetime that the person comes here, I don't know if you believe in reincarnation. Uh, I do. So in reincarnation, we came here to do something. We are on a mission. And it's not like the Blues brother. We are on a mission from God. We're really on a mission. Every person is on a mission to do something. You know? And in the end of the day, we all want to be happy. I travel the world teaching it. And... In the end of the day, all community, the global community, want the same thing. One thing: I want to be happy. So we found many ways to make ourselves happy. Some of the way we make us happy for five minutes. <laughs> Some of the way we make us happy for longer time. So what I'm trying to offer the people is to be a little bit happy more than just the five minutes, more than just a day. That's what the laughing billionaire is about. So the laughing billionaire. It's not just to teach you how to have money. It's to teach you how to live, like a mindset that you are fulfilled, that the fulfillment is there waiting for you, not that you are running on empty and looking to be fulfilled. No, the other way around. It's already fulfilled. You just need to rediscover it. I hope I explained it correctly to everybody.
0: Yeah, I, I love that idea. I, I I say it kind of similarly okay. in, in being fulfilled in the process of your expansion because we're always growing if you have life force god universe in you you're always going to be growing in some sort of capacity but if you're waiting for that next thing to be happy or be fulfilled or be successful then that's constantly going to move and you're never going to feel okay and so what in 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 working with all these incredible people on, on very high concepts you know people who are you know incredibly successful in in the most amazing ways. Um, what inspired you to like write the book and share in that way? To, to, to share
1: this information, I find out that some people experiencing, I should call it maybe misopportunity. Like I meet great people that if you look from outside, they got it all. There's nothing they missing. They got it all, everything, 100%. But internally, it's not been built well. So I, I feel almost, I don't want to say sad, but I'm, it's almost like my mission is to tell them, man, women, people, you got it all. Let's stop for a second and grab this soul and make a transformation so you can be happy while you have what you have. If you have great kids, you have money, you have fame, you have whatever it is, let's stop and just focus, not what they wrote about you in a magazine, or what they didn't tell about you, or who didn't respect you, there is already a lot of great things you should have gratitude, not because you should have gratitude as a manners. you should have gratitude from a point it's gonna make you happy. If you do it from a manners point of view, it's gonna die. It's almost like we tell our children, say thank you, say thank you. The kid's saying thank you, but the kid is not growing. He's just saying whatever the parents is telling him to do. I'm talking about say thank you for you. So you will say, wow, I woke up this morning, this is unbelievable. I'm actually can walk, wow. I can swallow the food I just ate and it went in, wow. All those moments are exciting. And we should get excited because when we get excited, things around us change, the global community change, everything change. But when we're miserable and we don't like what's going on, it's not cool. So in the Laughing Billionaire book, I'm going slowly, slowly building it up. In chapter two, I'm talking about forgiveness. You know, people have a difficult time to forgive. And forgiveness is such a pleasant. And what motivates me is actually my father, who passed away, my father was suffering from Parkinson for a long time. And he never said the word, I love you, to me. I was angry with him. So he, I said, how can a father don't say, I love you, to his son? What's going on? I mean, what's missing? I was forcing him, sometimes manipulating him to tell me that he loved me. He wouldn't do it. But if you look where he came from, he grew up as an orphan in Sicily, the south of Italy, right? He, he didn't see love. He never met love. I mean, my mom, great mom, but he didn't understand love, so he couldn't say it. So as he's getting more sick and more sick, I remember I'm sitting next to his bed and I said, Father, I love you. I love you. And I'm trying to win that love from him. And nothing happened. So I pick up the phone. My mom called me and he said, I don't know what's going on. Your father is very sick, but he want to say something. And I remember myself in the supermarket. So it's not even the right moment, but he say, son, I love you. It was the first time and the last time. And it means so much to me that words that I realized that I was angry with my father It's not my father. I got to forgive. So when I start to forgive my father, everything open up. He was able to love me. He was able to pronounce the word, I love you. So when we forgive people, we are helping them to become the best version of themselves too, as we become the best version of ourselves. So forgiveness is a powerful thing. When you forgive, you actually kiss goodbye to your problem. If you're not forgive, you actually keep it next to you. You The ancient Kabbalah said, that the people you can't forgive get closer to your next lifetime. Can you imagine? So if you cannot forgive people, you actually come with them next lifetime to deal with it. And some of us, it will be our brother, our sister, our wife, our husband, our kids, because we have to deal with it. You can't just let go of thinking you're angry with people. Forgive your enemy. Forgive people, because not because they write, right, because you want a better life. So that's basically what the book, I hope I'm not talking too long or
0: something. No, I, uh, you're doing great. And, and you can elaborate as much as you wish. I love this. You, you touched on a lot of very important concepts. And when you're talking about being grateful for being able to eat and waking up, yeah. it's such a great analogy because when I'm coaching people, sometimes what I'll say is like, they're trying to get to this goal, right? They want to get to a goal and say, all right, yeah, let's get to that goal and we'll, we'll get there. And I say, but just imagine that you get to that goal, right? And then the whole time though, you're blind. Right. So if something happens wow. today, you lose your eyesight, then you're blind or you lose the use of your legs or something. Right. And I say in five years time, if you'd have to give up that goal to get your eyesight back. Right. And start over. You'd have the same mind and the same capacity, but you get your eyesight back. Would you give up that beautiful. monetary or anything external? They're like, yes. And so when we remember that each day love and it. do it with the energy that you were sharing with. Um, and I feel like that's. Um, Thank you for I, that. I appreciate issue, that. You Thank you know, for that. This is beautiful. I really uh, love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so if we if we if we understand that on a daily basis and generate that energy wow. um, that's what's going to transform our own lives but I feel like people are very you know you've seen this in the world of being in New York being in all these other places kind of like in their mind and they're depressed and they're anxious most of the time nothing is good enough nothing is exciting no amount of money is going to bring them happiness because of their mental turmoil and so you know in your book I think the first chapter is amazing. I'd love you to talk on that, but claiming ownership. Then in chapter two, you talk about freeing the mind and forgiveness, which is incredibly powerful. And then self-acceptance and confronting shame. Um, And all of those are such powerful concepts because those are really the things that make us feel not enough, really low. And we end up staying in these cycles. And Dr. Joe will say, you know, these cycles will create these hormones and we'll be literally addicted to our our own depression um, and all these other things. So why don't you speak a little bit on that and how someone might be able to get out of that so they can begin to get to the other side where they have nice. success um, you know, financially and happiness. You want both. I think it's important to have both.
1: Very good. I mean, first, I mean the first step to success is to understand that, um, you know, I was traveling one time with a uh, famous person on his private jet. And as we're laughing, I'm asking him a question. I said, tell me the secret of a billionaire. What's the secret of a billionaire? He said, what? Are you asking me? I said, yes, yeah, so I want to hear from you. What, what do you say? He said, well, assume nothing. He said, that's all what you're giving me? Assume nothing? Give me something more. Say <laughs> Leo, so, yeah, this is it. Assume nothing. I said, assume, what do you mean? He said, you should assume that nothing will happen if you don't make it happen. That's what he taught me. As I'm coaching him on other areas of life, he taught me about that. I went and asked other two billionaires. They, two of them say the same thing. I was scared. I said, what's going on here? As soon they all talk about in a different words, you should not expect things to happen until you make it happen. So the first thing I want to tell the audience, you know, whatever you're waiting for, soulmate, money, health, losing weight, whatever it is, you're going to go ahead and get it. It doesn't mean you have to be aggressive, but it's only up to you. You cannot stay in that little pit of victim.com or miserable.com or whatever you call it and being, bury yourself and wait for something to happen. I'm telling you, nobody will knock on your door. But you go initiate a conversation, initiate saying hello, do something. Just go ahead and earn it because in the end of the day, what makes a human being happy is not when we get what we want, is when we earn what we have. If we earn what we have, we are incredibly happy. When you're not earning what you have, when you cheat the system, you might get it, but you're not happy. So self-acceptance is happening as you overcome something. A lot of people want to receive something. I tell all the people I coach, what is that you want to overcome? If there is one thing you want to overcome, if you overcome this little thing, little thing, then you win. i tell you a personal story, okay? I was giving a lecture on um, this beautiful... uh, uh, place in Boca Raton, Florida, on a a yacht of somebody. It was 20 kind of important people, let's put it this way. And I was with my family. And on the way, I got lost. So I get angry. As I'm getting angry, I'm not speaking nice to my wife. My son is in the back here again. Me not behaving spiritual, me not behaving cool. And I want people to know that, again, I'm a human being. It's not I'm a spiritual guru. I have My stuff I need to work on. So we're getting off the car. We're running into the lecture, and my son crying. So said, "Why, why are you crying? He said, I didn't like the way you talk to mom. I said, listen, I was a little loud because I was nervous to get, say, you should apologize. So, of course, I said, I'm apologizing. I'm so sorry. And your son sometimes can be your teacher. As I'm getting into the lecture, my son, he was maybe five years old, four and a half. Is holding my shirt of one of those very important people, client, that I'm supposed to give like a good show of the spiritual guru, right? Like somebody who's going to speak about kindness and all this. And here is my son. Tell me, I want you to apologize to mom of one of them. He says, son, son, listen, <laughs> listen. This is business right now. We got, so no, no, I want you to do it. So I have to tell you in the moment, I was embarrassed, but when you're thinking about it, that's the best thing ever happened to me. So I, I started the lecture like this. I was very nervous. I so said, guys, I want to tell you on the way here, as much as I want to teach you about being kind or all this, I didn't act kind to my wife. And people really appreciate that. I was real. I was very nervous to say it because I thought I would lose everybody by being honest about it. But I, well, the reason I'm sharing that, because it's very important, if you want to do something, you got to be first authentic. You've got to be real with yourself. I tell my kids when they were young, if you want to lie to me, it's okay. You want to lie to God, it's okay. Just don't ever lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Never lie to yourself. And then if people want to start the first step, you got to start with the idea that it's up to you. Nobody else forces you. How are you going to feel? Or what are you are going to do? Or how things are going to go? If you feel bad about your life, it's your choice. You know, if you don't like the movie... Get out of that movie. It's like going to the movie theater. You know, you have a few movies. Choose what movie you like. You don't like it, get out. You know, life is like a movie. Sometimes you have a low-budget movie. Sometimes you have a good movie. You don't like the movie, get out. Just get out of the movie. Choose a better one. You can't change the movie you're in. If you're in a certain movie which is negative, what are you going to do? Sit there, spend 25 years changing it? You can't change the mud. If you work as a farmer in the mud, You're not going to clean the mud, but you're going to get out of the mud. So this is what I want to tell people as a start for success, for uh, self-acceptance, for forgiveness. Understand it's up to you. And if you're waiting, once you start waiting for something to happen, that's when things start to go wrong because you give the power to other forces and then nothing will happen. And it's not just for powerful people. It's for every human being. Every human being can actually... Uh, do it. You know, it's an amazing time now because, you know, the corona disease it and it's a little negative and I get a lot of phone calls. And when people ask me what to do, I say, think about one thing in your life which is great and announce it to everybody. Once you inject that positive energy, we humanity with the brain wave, can do so much with the brainwave to each other that, that we can cure this universe together. So I hope I answered your question.
0: I talk about so many things I don't have to answer. Yeah, you did. It was wonderful. Everything you're saying, (laughs) I I totally agree with. One of the things I've shared in the past was you know, discerning a few things of what I think an enlightened human is. And two of those characteristics are they take a hundred percent responsibility for where they are and what they have in every single thing in their life. Because if they, if it's outside of you, then you're disempowered. And like, if you're waiting for something, you're not going to get it. And one of the main teachings from one of my teachers, uh, David Lone Bear, a very fascinating person. He's like, you have to go do something. You know what I mean? That's, that's what, if you want to just I go love. To do something, just go do anything. He's like, you have to go do something. And it put, it always puts the power back on you. And then the second thing too is like, you know, the universe, what you're talking about, you're going to hit challenges, but mm-hmm. if the environment is stronger than you, then you're not going to be able to overcome whatever may happen. And I like to refer to it as like spiritual will, like this force of life in you. I've had uh, a lot of people, on the podcast who talk about you know curing these illnesses that they've had. And Yogananda in the Scientific Affirmations talks about spiritual will. He's like, that's why you're not uh, manifesting because if you're an electromagnetic being and you say, okay, I would like this thing to happen, money or success or soulmate, and you ping out your excitement, it's like 0.01 electrical volts. But if you imagine a mother who has been in a car accident and their son or daughter is is in the car, there's cases of them lifting up those cars. They go and they, they, there's such a definiteness. There is a certainty that that car is going to move. Yeah. And they do it. And this spiritual will and whatever that force is, is now active and something miraculous happens. Yes. And so we all have that impulse, that growth, that spirit, all that universe in us, but we're not activating it. And so – we have to look in, figure out what that thing is. What is it that we want to go for? And when we are connecting to that energy and that pulse and moving and taking action, that's when you see the universe kind of orchestrate and the movie changes in your, in, uh, in your preference because you've decided what you've wanted. You're engaging in that will and you're taking responsibility and action. And then you say, oh my goodness, you're never going to believe this. And yeah. anybody you talk to yeah. will have that yeah. same story. Like, that's way too random. Yeah. You know, things that have a way too random that it's not some sort of uh, divine principle.
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally, totally agree. And again, thank you for that. You know, I love to hear people talk about stuff like this. You know, it's beautiful. just yes, beautiful. Wow, this is good talk. This is good. <laughs> I love it.
0: Well, I'm gonna I was gonna keep I'm gonna keep throwing questions your way and I don't know I if you have a specific chapter you wanna go through but I think No it's all good. It's all good. All of all of them are are, I think so important and and really relevant. So what I'll ask you is, you know, the one I'm curious about is facing the dark side that enslaves us. Is that something Mm. along the lines? And what I'm curious about is going from the psychology of uh, I don't have enough lack mentality, depressed, anxious. I'm, I'm working to make ends meet. That's most people. So they're saying, if I could get to the place, you know what people want money for? It's not just the money, it's freedom. They want autonomy. They want to do what they want. You know, I always ask, what would you do if you had a million dollars a day for the rest of your life? You know, can you weave your world so you would do more of that? That's how you experience it. You know, mm. to really step into your creatorship. This is who I am, what I came here to do, and universe help. And it's a magical when you do that. And when you do it, it's always helping other people. It's never like, I'm going to go do this thing and it's going to screw everybody over. It's always, mm. I'm going to do this thing and, mm. and everybody will benefit from that because I love it and I'm a master serve it and then they receive it mm. so everybody wins so is that a little bit of where that chapter goes goes to uh
1: there is in invitedtransformation.org on the site there is a section when i'm talking about it I, i'm calling it kabbalah gym kabbalah gym basically helping people to get into spirituality with some spiritual exercise so i'm saying what you're saying you know you either can become reactive or you can become creative you have to choose And you're going to become creative and reactive. So when I'm talking about the dark side, I was working for uh, about two years for rehab in Florida, a few of them in the same time, and helping to write some of the curriculum and the material. And I found phenomenal people that really changed my life. They believe I changed their life, but they actually changed my life. And I realized we all have dark side. And the dark side is either a moment that you cannot forgive, or either what you say about money—that people want more and more and more. I remember one of the client that I have; they have twenty-eight million dollar to their name. I think that's good amount. And I say, "What's your goal in business?" They say, "To make hundred million million dollar My devil advocate toward them was, "Why not 300 million million? And I remember their that answer—that was the best part. And it was—they look at me and say, "Can we?" I say, it was the funny. I, I say, you say 100. Why don't you say 300? I say, we don't get it. I say, you're thinking too small. And that's what started the whole conversation. I say, you're thinking too small. I say, yes. The universe want to offer you always more than what you want to receive. That's how you need to start everything. So when you go into the dark moment, I don't have friend. I don't have girlfriend, boyfriend, partner, money, health. All those things that you're busy, you're busy with what you're lacking. You don't have it. So as you said from your teacher, you're busy with that frequency. You're drawing that into your life. Or like the book, The Secret Said, the whole concept is to connect to the fulfillment. There is already everything you're going to want in your life already been created. It's waiting for you to raise your desire level and then it starts to appear in your life. If your desire level is not matching The fulfillment that you need, it will not happen. But we think because of religion and different things that we've been told, you've been punished. That's why you don't have. You've been punished. I mean, what kind of God will create the universe? So he said, ah, I'm in a mood to punish few people. Let's punish few people. And it's so stupid even thinking about it. You create kids so you can punish them. I have nothing else to do. I finished my big game. Let's punish few people. what is that? I mean, where is that? came from. So the negative thought about this universe, we don't even stop to think that there is a dark side to everything. There is a dark side to money, but there is a wonderful side to money when you help people, when you donate, when you be there. There is a dark side when you never feel it's enough. Some people sitting there make billion and waiting for the right moment. And people who know how I coach, I'm very direct. So let's say somebody worth 1.5 billion, and he's 65 years old. Usually, me coming into the office. If he hire me, then I say, "How long are you gonna wait until you enjoy it?" So why are you asking? I say, "Well, I don't know about it. I don't know if you get the memo, but we live till let's say 100 years old. So you are 65. We gotta start thinking. People don't like me when I say it, but then they call back. I say, "Okay, okay, let's let's work on that," because I don't get it. People born in age zero, let's say under the 20 years. You got life in between that. So when is you going to start saying, wow, I have a good life? A lot of people not even stopping. They just continue searching for fulfillment, but they don't want to find fulfillment. They want to search. There is a big difference between the searcher and the one who want to find it. A lot of people, even on spiritual path, just searching, 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 searching. Did you find it? Yet? No, I'm searching. I'm searching. And just one day before they die, did you find it? Eh, not yet, but I'm getting them Next lifetime. So I don't want people to waste time on, that's why I wrote it in the book, on the dark cloud, whatever it could be, addiction, or it can be searching for a certain fulfillment that you already have. You know, you have people who have marriage uh, that it's working, and, but they feel they didn't make enough billion. But what about the marriage? and ever enjoy their own marriage. You know, there is so many beautiful things that you look at your life that are wonderful. And if you go to I don't have enough, you're right. You don't have enough. So when people say to me, I don't have enough, you're right. When they say I have enough, you're right. Whatever you say, you're right. You know, but what is that you want to feel? So you say money bring freedom, money brings freedom, power, luxury, whatever it is. But the money is a tool to get you to places that might bring you happiness so when people looking for money they're looking for happiness but the happiness comes as a structure of money according to them so if you look for freedom it will be faster than looking for money because if i'm going to take a hundred dollar bill or ten thousand dollars put it on your forehead and say are you feeling free as i put it on your forehead no let's try two hundred thousand dollar check put it on your forehead you feel free no it's not the physical money it's a certain feeling we are Emotional creature, we want to feel something, and unfortunately, when we become a goal-oriented people, we sometimes forget to feel. We gotta feel. Feeling it's a beautiful thing, and of course, there is the ups and downs. Feeling disappointed, feeling this, feeling that, and in in the mysticism in the Kabbalah, you know, we teach that you have a certain amount of time, and you have to grow spiritually. As you say before, that you're always growing. You know, you step by step, you're growing. What does mean to grow? You become more of an understanding that there is a big picture so not everything that didn't work was against you if somebody stole your car it's not because they hate you they just like your car that's it they like your car they just stole it they don't hate you they have nothing against you so if people just put the perspective that people who hurt them are not against them somebody crossed you over in the highway oh what's wrong? Let's drive faster and show them that I know who they are. Like they will remember you. Nobody even cares. Move on with life. Driving, move on. Because otherwise you're going to get stuck with that guy, with that girl and you're going to get upset. So there is a dark side to this life that we need to deal with it. And while you're dealing with it, you come across as a champ. If you don't deal with it, it will find
0: you either next lifetime or this lifetime. Because, yeah. I, I love your examples, man. It's a pleasure to listen to you. Uh, and I'm Thank curious you. because I touched on this a little bit and I, I wonder if it's the same idea, but Please. when you're going into chapter 14, the power of certainty, I feel oh. like you're you're kind of touching on that a little bit. You know, when I use that car example of the, the woman lifting the car, they have a certainty that that thing's going to move. And so the challenge I think is like, oh. how do we engage in that certainty when we don't have it? And the reference point, For me is extreme sports because backflips on your snowboard are these tricks if they if you don't land them there's an immediate physical consequence so i feel like extreme sports is like a very uh, fast lesson of spirituality and mindset because if you have a certainty you're going to land a backflip it's almost certain you're going to land that backflip if you don't believe it when you're talking a little bit about desire earlier one yeah. of my first mentors, yeah. Michael Lozier wrote the book, uh, the law of attraction, the science of, yeah. uh, you know, and more of a, more of an NLP base. And I loved it. And he goes, you can have a hundred percent desire. I really want it. And then you have a hundred percent doubt. So they'll just cancel <laughs> each other out. You're going to get no manifestation. But if you have a hundred percent desire, authentic, you know, you feel that when you speak, I can feel it like the energy, like, yes, you know, this is the emotion that I want and I can have it now. Um, and then you have a certainty a definiteness, like this is coming into my life. I'm going to do it. You know, just like the backflip. when I'm coaching someone, I'm like, and I ask them on a scale of one to a hundred, how, how certain are you going to land this? And if they say anything less than like 80, <laughs> we're not doing it. Right. I'm like, okay, but you can train the mind. You can do certain yes. things to level that way up. And yes. so it becomes a very likely possibility. And the same thing with your goal and your reality, people want to they want to spend time with people they want to spend time around. They want to make an honest living. I love in Buddhism, they talk about the eightfold path and right livelihood. That's that's a livelihood where you're earning for your family. You have a house you can provide for your kids, but you're showing up and you're doing a thing that you're enjoying. And that's like the most important thing, you know, it's like to, to do that. And so many people have these jobs. So I'm going to kind of go into that. If they have a job that they're not so satisfied with, but they're like, hey, man, I got bills to pay. I got mouths to feed. You know, what is this stuff? How do they, so talk about the certainty and then also what you might advise somebody who's a stay-at-home mom or a regular person is like this job pays the bills, but I'd like to create abundance through something, doing something Mm -hmm. I love. So first, I believe there is two levels of certainty. Uh, There is
1: one level of certainty when you believe you can do it, when you absolutely know that you can do it, but there is another level of certainty that might upset some people out there. There is a level of certainty which whatever happened, that's the best thing that can happen. Which mm. I, this, I don't want to, not everybody, I'm sorry to say it, belong in that level. Because if you do that top level all the time, it will give you a excuse not to do what you meant to be doing. Mm. So I don't want people to jump there. So I want to go one level down to certainty that I believe that I'm definitely gonna make it so i will share with you a story that really happened in 1992 i was uh basically in argentina and i was suspicious as a as a terrorist it was a terror attack on a church and the church and the israeli embassy you can check it on the news 1992 i happened to be there and i couldn't speak spanish i was just there to coach a few people i was very young it was the beginning of my Journey, and I took with me a few people to teach them about spirituality and how to coach and help people. The point they took us to prison. I'm making the long story short. We're going to prison as as a terrorist. As much as I'm trying to explain it in Spanish, no, no, I'm not. Don't me policia. No, they take me in the car. So the three people I'm supposed to coach look at me. What we getting into? So I said, please repeat after me that mantra. And they say, You're totally nuts. I said, Please, I'm begging you, just repeat. said, okay, what, what am I saying? So, say, whatever happened to us right now is the best thing that can ever happen to us. Just scream it. I say, You're nuts. I said, Please, I'm nuts, but do it. <laughs> do it. So, they're saying it and saying it and saying it. Nothing worked. They put us into the cell. Then they look at me like such a disappointment. They look at me like, oh, This guy, now we're in the cell for a few hours. They realize it was a mistake. They release us from prison. We are going back. The next day, we are the most famous four people in Argentina, that spreading wisdom of Kabbalah and spirituality. And I couldn't get into South America with what I'm trying to do. Somehow it worked in a weird way that that would be the way. So this is considered the highest level of certainty when you look into negative and say the best. But what you talk about is more getting result from the certainty. So if we talk about sport. One of my clients was a quarterback. I don't think he wants me to mention his name. So he's a famous quarterback in the NFL. And I remember uh, I got a call that, you know, we need your prayer. We need your meditation for, for this important game. We're getting a game before the Super Bowl and then the Super Bowl. So I said, I make a deal. <laughs> you win. You win the game. That's what I said. You win the game. I my son is a big fan. I want you to send a video. With you saying, thank you to my son for winning the game. He (laughs) said, you're so sure I'm winning? I said, 100% you're winning it. Not even a question. I wish I can tell you the name because you would remember what happened. So I told him that. They went to the game. They win. He kept his word. He he called. He made a video. Sent it to my son. My son couldn't believe. He's a big fan. So what I'm trying to tell you, certainty (laughs) is so much power. It's not to believe. It's to know. And it's more than to know. It's like, I don't believe I can ride a bicycle. I don't know I can ride. I'm riding the bicycle. So it's, it's all different level of, uh, of understanding. So if people want to start something and they have doubts, their doubts will come through as well. You know, and it's very normal to have doubts. If I don't have doubts about something, then I'm knowing I'm not in the right direction. I need to have doubts so as much as I overcome the doubts, that's as much as success I'm going to have. I don't know if it makes sense what I just say. to him. Yep. So I had to present two of the certain I'm sorry if it, it's a new thing for some people, but it's important to understand there is two levels.
0: Yeah that's fantastic. I love that. It's kind of like the principle like the universe is is working for you and not against yes. you. So even though it's a challenging experience and you have the idea of, you know, this is the best thing that could possibly happen even if it's terrible. Yes. Um, you know, you're going to you're going to create something positive out of it. There's so many experiences in people's lives like I use the example of Bruce Lee. Uh, he broke his oh. back and they said he wasn't yes. going to kick anymore. He spent yes. all that time reading so much about martial arts. And he said, I I learned more about martial arts in that time because I had time to just study every single martial art. Then I healed myself and then I kicked again. And so it ended up being a huge gift. And so if we go about the world and it's always against us and we don't think about the idea that it's not so much what happens to us, it's how we respond to what happens right? That's really where our power comes from because I think it is this push and pull of you're going through the universe and you're intending and you're an intentional creator. And if you're living life that way, but you're going to hit a roadblock. And so if you have the mental capacity to look at the challenge and say, okay, this is the best thing for me. Um, what can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? It's a much more empowering perspective because otherwise it's like the, the weight is too much to bear. And even like a little gust of wind will blow you over. It's, it's, it's a lot more disempowering. Totally, totally agree
1: with you. I love it. I love it. You know, I used to play tennis when I was in uh, Florida, uh, about three times a week or four times a week. I love it so much. And I remember I I decided, my ego and me decided to play a young guy. And I said, I got to win this game. But the guy is taller than me, is thinner, is slimmer, is faster, is way younger, 20 years younger. But I really want to win it. I really want to win it. And I remember as I'm playing, unfortunately, I hurt my my ankle. And thank God my ego didn't quit. And I say, he said to me, are you okay? I said, yeah, I want to continue this game. And I I won. I mean, I destroyed my ankle, but I won that game. So when you go with certainty, also, you got to be careful that, like, in my case, my ego was not serving very well. Mm. My ego was pushing me to do more while I'm hurt because I want to come across as the winner there. So I could go home and tell my wife, "Can you imagine? I want somebody twenty years younger than me." And I was happy. I couldn't play. I couldn't play for one year after that. So, <laughs> so that's that's. that's uh, I lost playing, and I was so upset. And uh, but, so in life, you know, you see sometimes basketball player, or you you talk about ski, uh and snowboard, and you see people doing things which is not normal what the body can do but i totally agree with you because it's a mindset that your mindset sending almost like messages to the organs to the nerve system and move it in a certain way it becomes smooth everything become much smoother and when you do that things opening up you know i don't know if you know the method of of uh, tapping you know when people tap here 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 so a lot of people in sport also using it you know Tap and remind yourself who you are at help, also with a certainty. It's a good method. Every spiritual knowledge out there. You know, sometimes people ask me, how do I know if to trust, if it's legit or not, if it's real or not? I say, listen, if that's your beginning, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Start somewhere. After you start, then you can filter what's good, what's bad. But if you're never going to start because you're not trusting, what are you going to do? Waiting there for 20 years, finding who is real, who is not? No. I mean, I met many spiritual teachers in my way, my path, that were not great. It was terrible for me. But it was great for me, too, because I had to overcome something. I had had to say no. It was very difficult for me to say no. I'm not a person who likes to say no to people because I feel like I'm upsetting them. They're not going to like me. So for me, I had to grow and say, hey, no, I'm not not your servant. I'm sorry. I got to move on with my life. And, And it was very difficult for me. So even meeting the wrong people, it's a blessing. No, nothing is a curse. It's, it's good. So people who stop me in the back or people who are not nice to us, they, they are part of the process. So for the mom who stay at home and want to find a job and they're not, not sure what to do with the kids to feed and it's the right job, you walk on Wall Street, but you hate it. There is a wonderful man. I will not say his last name. His name is Matt. He's a wonderful, one of the one, wonderful amazing human being. And the way he tells the story is way better than me. He was working on Wall Street and he made a lot of money, but he hated his job every day. Until one time he described it way better than me. He took a scissor and he started cutting his tie. Every day he cut another piece of his tie (laughs) until he removed it. It was a big deal in New York. And he decided to move and open a small bar in New York. Everybody make fun of him. He will never make it. Now he's actually very successful. He's the one who designed all the hotels in New York how to build the club, or how to build the bar. And he does what he believed. But when he left, he was certain that that's what he wanted to do. So it's not for everybody. There's another gentleman, he allowed me to use his name, his name is Maury Ederi. Maury Ederi sold his company public, totally all business. He's traveling right now from Miami all the way to Los Angeles he stopped about for 25 city and he played piano to people out in nature free out in nature and people coming it become it's called uh, mind travel mind travel you should check it out it's unbelievable to come to your area and when i met this guy i said there's no way this business man will be piano so when i met him in so i was in l.a he told me hey advice I'm a businessman. I'm thinking to change to piano. Uh, what do you think? I said, Forget about piano. You stay in business. So every time you see me, every time you see me, he said to me, but your advice be different. I said, you talk to me for one minute. I wasn't dinner. I love to eat my food. You know, me and my food, we have romance. You know, you don't bother me with the food. You come and say, Excuse me, I heard you're a spiritual teacher. Tell me the answer. See, I couldn't just, I don't even know you. And I asked one of his first shows. And people love him and enjoy. And he become more and more famous. And I'm so happy for him. And for people who take leap of faith, you know, you got to jump before you're ready. Don't wait for being ready. Don't. Don't ever say, when I will be ready. I, no. Just go there and do things. And I'm not talking about just sport. He's making a living, talking to people. You know, if you are a young person and you're afraid to talk to people about romance, you know, just say hello go to all food or to a supermarket or Ralph or whatever you, you have and just say hello, what's the big deal? Hi, how are you? You look great, thank you. Where do I find the coffee? There is so many ways to engage a conversation. Humanity is a beautiful thing. All human are beautiful. Sometimes when we are afraid or insecure, we become nasty. But human being, the general idea of human being is unbelievable. When we have fear and insecurity, we become terrible, all of us. Once you remove the fear and insecurity, the human being is a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Then we don't need war. We don't need fight. We're allowed to disagree. We're allowed to scream when we disagree. But in the end, we all have to love each other because we are the same. In the end, we are all the same. And that's what's beautiful about
0: humanity. Uh, so You want to you yeah, talk about
1: some mystical stuff now?
0: yeah yeah, always I, man i was asking you at the beginning i was like if you've got some interesting uh, stuff please please let me know i think you're saying that the kabbalah was uh four thousand four thousand years yeah. old something yeah, yeah. so why don't we start there like yeah. where the where does the kabbalah come from yeah. and and maybe some general the beginning the beginning
1: of kabbalah came uh when there is an angel named raziel raziel with r gave a book to adam and eve as they were kicked out, those of you know the Bible story, they were kicked out from a place called the Garden of Eden, which is not a physical place. It's a consciousness, it's an awareness. So they were pushed out. They were given a, a book. And uh, they tried to develop themselves to that awareness and consciousness to go back. But of course, that didn't happen till today. It's still not happening. And Kablis decided to keep a lot of secret in a small book until a person in the Bible named Abraham. Abraham invented the concept of what we call today quantum physics, meaning that everything is one, everything is interconnected, because before Abraham, everybody separated things, trees, home, you, me. Abraham discovered that it's all one, there's no real difference, and he wrote a book that's called Book of Formation. Within this book, there is all the secret of astrology, astronomy, you can even find the weather on Venus, on Mars, everything. Within this book, uh, there is a revelation of all the concept of teleporting, which there is a book explain exactly how to do, teleport your body. It's a little bit forbidden. So that for that reason, I'm not teaching it. I'm reading about it, but I'm trying not to tell people about it because you got to use something. I don't know how many of you know what a demon is. Demon is a, it, they, can look, they look like human, but they don't have a soul of a human being. So you might meet the demon already, but you didn't even know Their Their mission, the demon mission were created uh, right after human beings were created. So when you use those demons, you can actually take your body, dematerialize your body in one place, and materialize it in a different location. So there is a certain mantra that once you say it, I think if I'm not mistaken, I put it in the end of the book. It's all written in ancient Hebrew. And when you say those words, you're activating a certain force to activate power, that you can teleport yourself to different places. I'm not recommend to use all the secret meditation uh, because you've got to be ready for that. So slowly, slowly, as you go with that, you will study how to do it. So, uh, for example, when we talk about uh, demon or alien or whatever you want to call it, because there is seven existence, seven level of existence. You know, many times when people go to the desert, they experience something in the desert on tuesday night or on friday night those are the two nights that the ancient wisdom say should not be alone you cannot be alone at that time in the desert because this is the time that a lot of negative entity can influence you so when people tell me i want to go to the desert by myself i will say what what day you going so if they say i'm going to be there tuesday night Maybe, maybe, maybe not, not use the night, change the day or go with some group. It's okay, if you're in a group you're you're fine, so we need to know that the universe offer where there is a negativity when there is positivity based on time, then there is let's say ocean at night, some people like to swim in the ocean, ocean at night unfortunately has a certain negative vibration that belongs to an angel it's not exactly Neptune, okay, so its belongs to an angel that named r h. A and B. That's the code of the name of the angel that controlled the water. Once you study Kabbalah for what's the name of the angel, what control what, how to do it, because there is many people out there call themselves Kabbalah teacher and whatever it is, but and in that area you have to be more legit. You gotta study. And the study sometimes takes time. You need to know the name of the angel, you need to understand astrology, you need to understand where you come from, where you're going to, how many lifetimes you are here. Some people are one life, some people are two. So people come to see me. I look at the forehead. I know what I'm dealing with. Every lifetime they've been here. I look at the eyes like I look at you. <laughs> and I look at the lips. I look at the ears. There is so much information in the face, which is tremendous. It's, and I put it on my site so people can study it on their own. And it's free. Just go there and study how to read people, how to read everything about them to, to understand who they are. Already look at your right hand. And I love what they say. But besides that you're lifting weight, I saw your lifeline. I saw that your love line is beautiful. Yeah, so, so it's come to me automatically because I do it for so many years. Reading people and through reading them, and I'm not going to pick people uncomfortable. Most people who meet me don't know first time a reader. So I read them. They can give me all the information they want. But I'm already download a lot of information about them that if they're not comfortable hearing, I am never say a word. But once they're ready, say, oh, yeah, okay, what's really going on? So, well, it seemed like you repeat something you did last lifetime and I don't find it cool. Do you want to hear about it? Are you open minded? And they say, yes. So, okay, let's talk about it. It seemed like last lifetime you leave your wife for her best friend. Did you do the same this lifetime? So, I don't tell them too much of what I know because I want it to come from them. And if they admit, they say, yes, that's what I did. I so, okay, let's work on that, see what happened. And then I guide the person to that information that I have. And I teach many people how to be in that level. It's not that I want people to attract to me, to be addicted to me, because I don't believe it's healthy. I believe it's healthy when you get the information, get the knowledge, and go on your own and build yourself up. You need a teacher, but you can't be addicted to the teacher. You know, you, you, you need a teacher to study from, but don't be all day long with me on the phone. What's going to happen? I believe you have enough power in you, to rediscover yourself, to rediscover your power, to rediscover your happiness. The entire thing I'm talking about in the book, rediscover yourself, rediscover your power, rediscover your happiness, because you have it within you. So when we talk about teleporting, reincarnation, demon, spirit of the dead, all of those things is unbelievable information. They're talking to us. They're talking to us. But we need to be open to listen. We need to know When is the right time, when it's not the right time. We cannot just throw information. Yes, this is true. This is not true. It's very serious information that was written 4,000 years ago. And we need to study. Some of the stuff are easy to understand. Some of the stuff are very difficult. Very, very difficult to understand. Not because you need to be smart, because you need a memory skill and you need to put many words together. Many words together that, you might be not familiar in the beginning with. So it's almost like studying a new complicated language, which once you get it, you run with it. It's, it's just simple. It's just beautiful. And the bottom line, it's got to work. Which if it doesn't work, back off, start from scratch again. It's, it's got to work. Your life got to get better. If you don't see your life getting better, you might be just a searcher, which means you like to study, but you don't want to change. And if you just like to study, you don't want to change. I don't believe it will add a lot to your life. I mean, if that's be my guess, study, no problem, but there is more to life than just study. You got to change as you study, got to be better. And I give you an example. One of the things I'm looking for right now, it's what type of birds are flying. So for example, Raven, Raven bring bad news. Okay. If you see a Falcon, Falcon bring great news. So, People don't know that birds actually come to give information. If you're more aware of your surrounding, things will start talking to you. Birds, dog, cat, uh, human, trees, stone, minerals. I'm not talking about that you drive yourself crazy and look at the stone and try to listen to it. I think I don't have Wi-Fi. I'm not talking about that. We're talking about like there is a communication. We, are, we are have four categories to this life. Minerals vegetables, animal, and human. Those four categories integrate and we talk to each other. Part of us is mineral, part of us is animal, part of us is vegetables. The same with the stone. Stone is little bit of human, little bit of animal, little bit of vegetables. So all of it is unbelievable. It's surrounded by information, and information everywhere. But just relax and listen, meditate and listen. Those information will come to you then you will make a better decision. So whenever you go going depression, money's down, problem, people scared you about the corona, you went to the supermarket, there's no bread left, what's going to be tomorrow, I'm panicking, and all this and that. Create it with your mind. Create it. Don't react to the existence. More you react to the existing, you make it a real thing. Less you react to the existence, it becomes illusion. If I react to what I'm going through, I'm, I'm saying it's real. If I'm not reacting to what I'm going through, I am disagree that it's real, and that's why it slowly disappears, and something else appears. So the reaction, as you say before, our response. respond. When we respond in a certain way with reactive consciousness, most probably it will continue to be bad. But when I respond with a creative consciousness, what can I create from this moment? It opened up, you know, something happened. Can I tell you what's going to happen? No. But I will tell you that I have enough experience in my life to see that people with a creative mind, things happen for them. You know, it just happened. How? No idea. No idea how. But I will tell you, I'm a believer and I believe that the universe is very generous and there's so, so much good out there for us to enjoy. <laughs> So that's about to learn, mystical, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, all all of that's amazing, and I love. Well, I love all that, and the one thing I was thinking about is like, you know, the creator thing, and, and in sports. So I, I looked up, you know, I've I've studied this my whole life of just like, the power of the mind, what's possible, how do we create a reality, and that leads into health. And when I learned this, I stopped getting sick. I, I've been sick maybe two times or something for like a couple days in 10 years or so. And I'll, I've woken up and I've had my nose stuffy. My eyes are puffed and I, and I used to get strep throat twice a year. And so I wake up with those symptoms and it says, you have that. That's the body telling me that this is happening. And immediately I just say, I am perfectly healthy. And if I'm really messed up, I just go have a shower and I visualize green light. And I just say, I'm perfectly healthy, I'm perfectly healthy. And by the afternoon, 100% of the time, I'm better. And the challenge is like, how do you do that when your reality isn't what you want? And you look at the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he's just bringing science to something that the metaphysical world kind of knows is that your, your mind influences your body and people are having spontaneous healings. The work of uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton saying that consciousness can turn on and off genes. And so I feel like what's happening is you're engaging in your – uh, your spiritual will, your, your power as a creator, you're, you're stopping the external and you're saying, no, wait, I'm going to go in and I'm going to make this firm decision that this is what's going to happen. And so you're not, like the forces of the, you're more powerful than those forces. And, and one analogy might be like, you know, when you're starting out life and you don't have any of these skills, you start in this nice little river, right? And you're worried but as you get bigger and more skilled and have these tools you can take a you know the challenges of a big rapid and know what to do and navigate and it becomes more exhilarating and exciting and it's up to you to engage in that principle and we all have that power we all have that right and so that's the thing i hope that people connect in more for because when i would teach this when snowboarding you know i'd do it to I told it to a friend and the next day he's like that's crazy man he's like i'm not all better yet um but i'm not I, I'm not worse. He's like, I'm sorry. I thought I was going to be sick for a week. And so the next day he was fine. And they never considered the possibility that your mind could influence how you feel. So what is the limit to that? And so I feel like, and when you talked about the ego part, right, and getting injured, you know, that's understanding. I feel like the, the marriage of all of this is figuring out who you actually are and what you really want right? Like if you really wanted to win because you're like, yeah, I want to (laughs) win, you know, you might've been fine. But when you have this other ulterior motive, sometimes you can kind of get the universal check you a little bit, you know, why do you want, you know, are you willing in this business to cut corners? So you make this money. So you feel this way, or is it like, this is who I am. This is who I came here to be. You go into yourself and you're like, I want this because this is who I am. It's going to help people. I love this, you know, show me a way to provide my family and do this gift of what I love. And then you engage in that same principle with definiteness and certainty. And then you go out and you make it happen. And no matter what that roadblock is, no matter what that challenge is, the tidal wave or you tip your boat, you just get your butt back up and you move again, and you just don't give up. You know, you're like, yes. that's kind of how I feel like my life has been. I'm like 36. And I was like, ah, I'm too stubborn to give up now. <laughs> so wow. I may as well just keep going. Um, but that's how that's how people have done it. And they'll tell you that same thing, you know, that it's not that complicated. And so um, all of that is super fascinating. So I was curious, I wanted to ask you, um, and feel free to add on to any of that if you'd like. But in the Kabbalah, I want to, um, I'm curious about the views of like the purpose of life, why we're here, what's going on in this planet, what happens when we die, and mm. then also <clears throat> the limit of our power. You talked about teleportation. Um, the elders that I spoke to, a Mayan, Zuni, and Mi'kmaq, all talked about teleportation. I'll talk about the star people, sky people, say they're here now. Uh, we're just not aware of that. Um, I've heard about the Bible as in, um, it's more about consciousness, you know what I mean? These realms of consciousness. I've also heard about it from this. <clears throat> uh, former pastor, Jeffrey Darty who's translating the Bible from Greek. And he's like, basically it's one UFO story after another. And he's like, he reads it out loud. He's like, either that's a mystical experience or you read it as like, it's a light from the sky or whatever. So anyway, that's a, that's getting into a rabbit hole. Um, I forget where I was going with that. Um, Oh yeah. So the power of word, one of the concepts I've heard of and I thought is very fascinating is that when we let, when we match our level of consciousness or vibration to the thing that we're bringing into the word, uh, into the world, we can get to the power of speaking it into existence, saying like, that's, that's where we're going. And I'm curious where you think humanity's going, because I think that's what's happening here. And time is a weird thing. Like I have these goals I've written down in my journal. I've experienced most of those goals, almost all of them from when I was 19 and I have new ones. So when I experience them and I'm in that moment, you know, time is a weird thing as i've written it down i've said it and i'm now in it and experiencing it it happened Mm -hmm. so it's just like shortening that process Mm -hmm. and so i'm wondering Uh, yeah so that's that's i'm gonna keep rambling yeah the words the words that you talk about
1: in kabbalah it's called merkava merkava meaning in english chariot chariot meaning that the words itself that you say is vibration that within it there is energy the energy that you put into your words is a mind consciousness because we build from three types of frequency, mind, speech, and action. Three levels, mind, speech, and action. A human being, the Kabbalists don't call us human beings. The Kabbalists call us the, the, the animals that can speak. That's how they look at us. The animals that can speak. That's how the name, it's a weird name it thousands of years ago. The animals that can speak, it's uh, not nice to say it but we can speak so they call us the speaker the one who develop speaking ability so the talk itself the words as power so of course there is words with frequency secrets frequency that I put it in my book so you can look into it later so once you use those words they activated forces from above like angels and other things so we the one thing in our generation that will sound crazy when I say it We don't have enough desire. Our desire is for mostly fulfill our little ego. And even our ego is too small. We don't want big things. We want, uh, what do we want? To be famous, to be rich, to be known. Uh, I want to be recognized. If you are a man, you want to be acknowledged for your performance. If you are a woman, you want to be acknowledged for your look or what you accomplish. And I'm not judging. I'm just saying from experience with thousands of people that I work with. So in the end of the day, we all come with very small vessel, very small cup that's what we want. We need to change it into what we call endless desire. And the brain cannot grasp that. Endless. The word endless cannot be grasped by a human brain. Why? Because the brain itself is covered by the skull. So when people say get out of the box, you can never get out of the box. You can buy a new box, a bigger box, or a giant box, but you would be in this box for the rest of your life. Just getting out of the box when the person die, then you're getting out of the box. So you ask about death. Death, when a person bury, and hopefully people understand the burial is not just something primitive. The burial allowed the body and the soul separate. It's almost like when you're buying something in Macy's and they have this magnet that attached to the shirt so you're not going to steal it. And when you come to pay for it, they detach it with that machine that they touch the magnet or the pin from your shirt. The same thing is, is a grave. The grave allows the soul to leave the body and teleport the soul to where it belongs. It's called the bank of the soul. And then give it a chance to reincarnate, to stay, to go to, to do homework. Because in, in heaven there is seven levels. And they give you a place where you can climb there. Or they give you a place to come back here and deal with life again to the area of what you couldn't do last lifetime. That experience called tikkun, T-I-K-U-N, tikkun, correction. You come here to correct what went went wrong. So death by itself, when people dying, it's a necessity for them to move on to the next level. Unfortunately, death is when people say goodbye, it's not, not a fun thing, it's a terrible thing because you feel you cannot see them anymore. But the truth of the matter is, those of you who are medium, or those of you who are talk to the dead, they come, they come back, okay? So in my work, I talk to people who die, and they come when I work with people, teleporting them, you know, talking to them, they give me advice what to do, what not to do, and not all the time I'm listening, I'll be honest with you, so I'm not always the best student of listening to the dead, a lot of time they tell me to do a certain thing, but it's difficult. Let's say they tell me, go forgive your sister. But my sister upset me, so I'm not doing it at the same day. I might do it three days after. So the voices are unbelievable. So when we talk about dying, dying is not the end. It's a beginning. We are in this life to practice. This life is a practice place. Let's say if we talk about snowboarding, try to think about heaven is the ultimate snowboarding championship. Here, you just practice. You learn how to do it. They give you, I don't know, the Black Mountain, the Red Mountain, the whole thing. You're trying to move. You fail. You fall on your knee and you're learning to do the best. So more mistake you're doing here, you're ready for the championship up there. You got to go to mistake. Don't be upset about your mistake. Don't be upset about the wrong people in your life that uh, cheat you and took from you. They need, they are a very important part to build your next lifetime. you need them. The perfect people you meet eh, you don't get reward for that. there's nothing going on there you not study anything. but the terrible people you meet there are the best thing ever happened to you because they are teaching you life. They teach you how to be on your own. So words, the power of words is that because words are merkava they carry energy. You can't just speak as you wish. be careful. One of the things that I tell people to stop doing, as the ancient Kabbalists say, that it's the worst thing you can do, is cursing yourself. You can't curse yourself. You can't speak bad about yourself. The Kabbalists explained 2,000 years ago, that when a person says it, there is one angel that is job. That angel job is just to make sure it happen. This angel, that's his job, is when you say, ah, I wish bad things on myself, the angel says, oh man, let's go ahead and manifest it. So be careful. Don't don't speak bad about yourself. Say how great you are. It's not the ego. Okay? Great. I'm great. I was created in the image of the divine. I'm here to do great things. Wonderful. Now go ahead and do it. People think it's too much of an ego. It's not the ego. It's a wonderful thing. It's affirmation. You know, I wrote a book for children. Uh, it's called The Snail with No Shell, where I motivate kids to believe in themselves. You know, and I went to so many state and outside of the United States as well, to read it in front of kids. And I was fascinating. In the book, I'm describing a snail that broke his shell and how we deal with life that nobody recognizes. him. And I remember one kid changed my life, one. It was in Miami. It was Miami Hospital. He told me, did you write the book? I said, yes, I did. Why did you break the, 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 the snail shell? I said, well, it's a story, so I want to I wanna, I wanna motivate this. So I'm not happy. I am not happy. You know what it did to me? I went and I wrote a second book after that. Now there's two books about a Snail. One book is about when he lost the shell. And then the second book, it's called The Village of the Ants, when they are basically putting together his shell back so he can go back to normal. But I was thinking about myself, like, these kids really changed my life. He was, wow. He talked to me so direct. And I love him. I mean, it changed my life. He showed me, why couldn't you give the same message without it? Like, it's beautiful. When we meet people, we gotta listen. The words are so important to listen, so important to talk. And uh, listen, life is beautiful. Life has difficulty. I'm sure all of us went through something, but the opportunity out there, once you forgive, once you overcome, the opportunity out there is endless. And the universe will be so generous with you. You know, teleporting will be available soon. You know, airline, you know, will not be so useful once you learn teleporting. All of those things, we will go to a level where we can fly. We'll go to the level that we all have certainty. You know, if you say something so beautiful before in the beginning, you say you can't change the environment. You can change you. And once you are surrounded by the wrong environment, doesn't matter how good you are, you're going to fall. You know, and that's my method when I coach people. I said, tell me about your environment. If your environment is 100% uncertainty, but you have 100% certainty, you divide it among the people. I say 10 people have 100% uncertainty. And you have 100, divide to 10, you stay only with 10% certainty. So when you have certainty, you're going to make sure that the surrounding group is also belief. Where do we learn it from? There is a story with the prophet, I don't know if you know the Bible, with Elisha, when he comes to resurrect a baby. And he asked the mother, anybody know that the baby died? And she say, no. I say, good, now I can resurrect it. What do we learn from that? The prophet told the woman, if somebody else knows about it and they have doubts, I don't have the power to do it. When you go there, whatever you are a part of a team or football team, basketball team, or tennis, or sport or business and people don't believe in you and you are part of that team most probably you're not going to make it unfortunately because you got to be surrounded by the right group of people the the group influences
0: us that's the way it is although that's spectacular you shared so many useful things and i really love the part about the worst thing that you can do is curse yourself and it's yes. fascinating how yes. it's probably 90 to 98% of the population's natural internal dialogue is criticism. And so I'm curious, I'd love to ask, because I love how you phrased it and I wrote it down. Where is it? Um, I'm created in the image of the divine. I'm here to do great things. Do you have any other kind of words that someone can just (laughs) say and repeat? And I love that idea too, of the one angel on your shoulder um, is to just do what you request and do what you say and that's fascinating because it lines up from one of my native american uh teachers and he says you have two spirit guides uh, a positive and a negative not to be mistaken with good or bad a positive and negative because your body is the ground in the simulation their job is oh. to be your servant for what you ask for so you need to ask it out loud and you need to write it down because you have spiritual free will here they don't know what you want and so you need to be clear and it's so interesting, even now when I'm teaching, I'm getting more and more clear to just asking, getting them to go through a, a process of internal dialogue of what they actually want. So we know that's the thing that they want, right? Like the money on the forehead or, you know, <laughs> it's like you want, you want to know what you actually want. It's, it's not really about the financial thing, although that can help get you there. But then yeah. you keep writing it down, you keep refining it. And, you know, it's like, I'm improving as a coach because I keep hearing people tell me you're never going to believe this and they'll write the story. And I actually can't even believe it. I'm like, of course, what? Of course. Like, of this course. Is, of it, course. Because it's way too random. And, I'm just, it it ha- and it, that's engaging in the spiritual principle. It's way too random. And it's <sighs> got to be scientific because it keeps getting repeated. Yeah. It keeps yeah. getting, so maybe, there, maybe it is just one guy and we can't see him. And he's like, of course I'm here. I'm doing all the work, you know, yeah. and just some yeah. people are noticing and it's so important to notice and, and to engage in that. And you also talked about failure too. is so important. Fail yeah. often. Don't, don't think like failure is bad. It's just learning. Just get, learn, get to a space where you're comfortable with failure. You know, even, me i know this but i'm afraid of things so i hesitate but then if i notice that i'll write it down i'm hesitating on this because i'm afraid of it go do it and then just write it down and get it done and then do it again and do it again and you'll get better so yeah yeah, please please comment
1: yeah yeah totally totally agree with you and uh again I, i really enjoy talking to you i mean it's beautiful to meet positive people like you and and uh somebody who not just believe in himself like you put positive energy out there and we all need people like you out there that that encourage people to believe in themselves because that's really what what we all need you know this is an unbelievable service to the world that you are doing this is so beautiful and i'm, I'm so glad that you invite me so thank you so much this is so beautiful
0: I appreciate those kind words that they mean a lot. And you're doing some incredible work too. I look forward to staying in touch and, and seeing please, how I can help. Please stay in touch and, with me. Um, is there anything like, you know, this, this whole thing was great. And maybe we'll have to get you back on just to dive deeper into Kabbalah and what's going to happen, you know, yeah, or yeah. people's yeah. view on like ascending and, and all that stuff. Because I feel like there's also a lot of confusion now. There's yeah. some teachers in, in ancient wisdom that you can say, hey, this is what we're sharing. But I like when you're always saying, come back to yourself as your own teacher, your own guide. Always, it's, it's, yes. Yeah, that's got to be the number one thing. Um, yeah. and, and opening up to those possibilities. And there's a lot of stuff because even in my first podcast and what I believed, you know, at episode 100 versus episode 200 versus episode 300, and you begin to see these lines of information and, and how people are living and then experiencing in their life, their results and how they frame it. And so, one of those things is like this is so mysterious. nobody has a finite answer. We have these philosophies, and so I find it always very fascinating when the lineage of the teaching is older, and the Kabbalah mm-hmm. is four thousand years old, so that I feel like it holds a little a little bit more weight in that way mm-hmm. and when you're talking about the three levels of word, it's just a fascinating and even deeper way to understand it, you know because the four Agreements says. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, be impeccable with your word. And so those energies just kind of give it this little nuance that's an important level of understanding. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, interesting. So all of this has been amazing. I appreciate you coming on. Is there anything that you wish that I had asked or that you want to discuss before we, we uh, close the first one?
1: I'm, I'm just thinking that um, the number one uh, problem that I believe we might be facing is um, fear and insecurity and a wish for everybody you know just to understand that fear and insecurity can be replaced with love so if there is a way that when you're in a shower scream to yourself how much you love yourself how much you love yourself but scream it until you believe it you will see the change in the next few hours. You know, it's not going to happen next year, next few hours. So please, whoever listen, challenge me on that. You know, scream to yourself, I love you, I love you, I love you in the shower, and you will see what's going to happen. The results are immediate. That's what I love about it. You know, we replace fear with love, and things start happening. And I'm not uh, telling you that you shouldn't have fear. We have fear. I mean, it's normal. But I'm just saying you cannot be afraid all day long inject a little bit of love, and slowly, slowly, you will see that the fear... Because you can't fight with fear, but you can transform fear. Like, Mm. one of the things that my wife would be when we built VitalTransformation.org, the non-profit organization, one of the things we did is we want to give people spirituality and make sure it's free, so you don't have to be committing to anything. You just come and study. The only thing that sometimes makes me worry that people go to my advanced stuff, and study to advance, Um, But I'm not worried because whatever they're going to touch, that's what they're meant to be doing. You know? So that's what I want to leave people with. Love is the answer, no matter what the question is. Love is always the answer, no matter what the question is. That's what I always say to people. It's always the answer. Remember, if you're able to love, you won already. If you're not able to love, that means there's something that needs to be done there. So... That's what I want to say.
0: Uh, thank you. That was very beautifully said. A great closing statement. Is there anywhere if people want to take a look at your work and uh, get the book, which I invite them yes. to do? That uh, you Please. know, I gotta, I gotta scan through all the chapters and what I read is thank phenomenal you. and very deep. So, where can they get a hold of you in the book and all of that kind of thing?
1: To get hold of me is either on my web liaojian but that's difficult to remember the name. So go on to vitaltransformation.org or vt1.org and the book you can get on amazon it's called the laughing billionaire on my site you know you can uh, you can download the book and enjoy it and read it and make sure you're getting better please when you read the book don't just read it quick read one chapter wait do your homework and move on don't just go fast please because then you're going to get more out of it build yourself up and on my web it would be great if you start study Whatever I have there, slowly, slowly, don't jump into the deep stuff. And I always have live uh, lectures there that when I'm shooting the lecture, people can join and enjoy themselves there, okay?
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for thank your you. work. I invite thank you. everybody to check out your site and the book. It's great stuff. So yeah, thank you for coming on and I'm sure we'll see. you. Thank you for having me, Matt. I appreciate it very much. My pleasure. Thanks guys for watching. Peace. All the best. The best. Hey, guys, I hope that you enjoyed that episode of the show. If you do want to support getting the word out there, please share this. Leave a review in iTunes. Go to MattBelair.com. Sign up for the email list. You can also become a patron if you go to Patreon.com forward slash MattBelair or join the Mastermind Body, and Spirit Academy And when you do, you'll get access to the amazing Soul Compass course. I would love to have you there, getting your feedback, your questions, and just making the academy, the exclusive content, the course even better with your feedback. And during this time, we're doing a pay as you want. So just hit me up, Matt Belair, or Matt at ZenAthlete.com, or DM me on Instagram or anywhere, and let me know what you can afford. Um, And happy to get that course and have you in the academy. And it also supports the show, so I can keep doing these and uh, bring. Bringing you the best guests and information possible. So thank you so much for listening to this. I hope that you are well, safe and happy. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.